stories of strength. And in this podcast, we share, you know, the stories of amazing individuals who use their strength to either help themselves or help other people um, face the adversity in their lives. And me personally, I'm really excited for this podcast because while these stories are uniquely their own, I think there's a tremendous opportunity for us to find inspiration and community within these stories. Today, we have a great guest. Her name is Brittany, and she is the founder and CEO of the Elevation Society. And what they do, and I'm going to paraphrase Brittany here, so if you want to correct it later, please don't hesitate. But, you know, they're in the fight to end suicide by demonstrating that all life is valuable, that your life is valuable, that my life is valuable. And the story of how she got there is just really an amazing one. It's an inspiring one. It's one that I know will touch a lot of people. So without, I guess, further ado, Brittany, what is your story of strength? My story of strength would be when I was in college, like a few days before our college graduation, I lost one of my friends to suicide. That was tough because I think when you lose anyone to suicide, you question what you could have done differently. You question what you missed. Like you always try to get reflective and figure out what went wrong and what you could have done about it. And going to the funeral on campus, um, seeing her family broken, seeing all of our friends just like, like all of us were just devastated and crying and just being around that and having this like un- like so many unanswered questions was kind of the the beginning of all of it and then I started doing more research and I was realizing that this isn't an issue that's going away this isn't an issue that's like just once in a blue moon like this is an actual issue that's hitting the forefront and something has to be done especially because declining and specifically amongst young people it's actually increasing in certain like demographics, like, especially young, young kids. So um, it was kind of like, all right, well, let's do something about it. And that's kind of how Elevation Society started. You said something here that I think that I, I would like to dig into a little bit more because, you know, there's going to be, I don't know, I guess there's multiple sides, but there are two main sides here, right? You have the the victim, right? And then you have, you know, the close friends and family members who maybe might have missed something. And you said you went through a reflection period. What in retrospect now that then you might have missed that you could share with us, you know, as maybe warning signs or something like that for people who, you know, might be around an individual like this can maybe say, hey, this is something I could tap into. I think what happens sometimes in life, especially like any time in life, is you kind of get so caught up in your own life that you're not necessarily paying attention to those around you. So you're not necessarily paying attention to the details of yeah. someone start, you know, like kind of not like kind of separating themselves. Like you miss certain signs. Um, and I think that is like a sign when people start to, you know, kind of isolate themselves. That's also a very big indicator um, that you should check up on them. And I think being more so being more aware of our surroundings and being more aware of those that we love, I think is really important if we see something different about their personality, if we see that they're a little bit more frequently upset or like frequently just like if they have an overall kind of depressed state for the most part. Yeah. So I think being aware of the surroundings around us and being aware of our people, like our friends and our loved ones, if, if we notice something that seems different or off about them, not be afraid to ask questions, um, not be afraid to check in on them. I know there's 
a lot of my friends right now who've been very open with me and have stated how they have had suicidal thoughts recently. And it's a matter of consistently checking up on them and following through. I know that was a really big thing. If, if somebody is down and upset, it's a matter of being there for them, but also sticking to your word, checking up on mm -hmm. them consistently, just being there, um, letting them know that they're important and that they're loved is, I think, does wonders. And if they just want to sit there and cry like just being there for them because um, you can't necessarily take away their pain as much as we'd love to but you can offer support and let them know that they are loved and let them know that they are important and let them know that you care and I think that does wonders. I think those are all like really really helpful and I and I definitely want to get to the Elevation Society itself and kind of the impact stuff but um, you know I do have some initial questions I guess that I that I know we as listeners are going to be interested in in knowing, and this question I have next is, especially for males, uh, you know, the male community, the male African American community, you know, you said something about asking questions, and you know, that's a very vulnerable place to be in. What recommendations, if any, do you have for you know for that kind of conversation? Yeah, I think you. It kind of varies by person to person, for the most part. Um, so I think it's best if you, like, if you know your friend, if there's someone that is a little bit more reserved, kind of going around the question a little bit more, going around it, being more sensitive about it. Um, mm -hmm. If there's someone that likes to joke around and they're more, like, very uh, outgoing personality, like, asking them very straightforward. So I think it really depends on people. Um, but I think the most important thing when it comes to asking the questions is to know that it's coming from a place of love. And that you're not just asking it to be inquisitive. Like, you're not just asking it just to ask it, but you're asking because you genuinely care. Because I think when people know that you care, they're a little bit more open with their answers. They're a little bit more vulnerable. Um, so I think it all just comes about it from, like, hey, I noticed something's been ha Like, I noticed you've been off. Like, is there something that's been going on in your life? Do you want to talk know. about it? Um, I know I've mentioned to my friends before about, like, if something's going on and there's a lot of stress going on, I'm like, you should if you want to maybe seek counseling, because that's important too. And I do know in certain communities, they're less likely to push, you know, mental health counseling or like therapists or cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, but I think it's something that we as a society have to get more comfortable talking about and being okay with. You see the issue growing larger and larger in the younger demographics. You also talked about the need to be genuine, right? And I feel like those connections are just really, really, really hard to make. And so um, when you say those things, they definitely resonate. And then when you talk about younger demographic, you're like, man, that seems like a very large bridge to cross. And then, you know, you mentioned, you know, something that reflecting on what you might have done differently. And this is kind of the transitionary part, right, where we know how how you felt in the time after, like what, what was going through your mind? Um, what did you think you could do differently in the moment um, and now? For me, when, after I found out, like I actually found out via Instagram, um, one of my friends posted like a rest in peace post. And this was like middle of the night, like right before a few finals. Um, and I was super, like I started like trying to find out more. I was like, this isn't real. Like this couldn't have happened. Like I just saw her last week. And that was that was the first initial thought. And then we actually, for this situation, we didn't find out that it was, the family tried to keep it very private in regards to how she passed away, um, mainly because she has younger siblings and she, they don't want to put that on them. 
um, because it's something that they wouldn't necessarily understand. So at the time, they were keeping it a little bit more uh, quiet, and now they're like sharing it more, and they know, and they they had told like certain people. But at the time, once I found out that it was uh, caused, like it was suicide. What I would have done differently had I known that she was going through that, had I known that she was in a place of vulnerability, um, and had I known that she felt hopeless at that point, I would have definitely reached out. I would have been there. I would have like just done anything I can to be there with her that night or however long it took just so she wouldn't feel alone. Um, for me, it was interesting because a few days before it happened, she um, – messaged me on Facebook and was just very like sweet and complimentary and I didn't think much of it um and so then I was like oh I'll just reply later because I was just like on messenger um but knowing what I know now I would have replied automatically and sent her the same sweet loving messages she sent me you know um because maybe that's what she needed to hear at that time so I mean there's a lot of things I guess I would have done differently how do you transition you know that feeling um, that mindset to, you know, research and then eventually the Elevation Society. What did that look like? For me, suicide is a preventable death. And I didn't want anyone else to have to experience that. I didn't want anyone else to feel so alone and hurt and hopeless that they took their own life. I didn't want any other families to suffer or lose their kids. Um, I didn't want anyone, I didn't want the pain to keep going for the most part. And that was kind of what catapulted it because it was like, it, it, it sucks. It genuinely sucks. It sucks for everyone in the situation. It sucks that we lost such a beautiful human being. It sucks, it sucks that we lose so many beautiful human beings that genuinely have amazing hearts. Like, it's just, to me, it's something that, like, how can we not do something about it if we can? Like, how can we not kind of change society and kind of figure out what's going on that people are more inclined to commit suicide? Like, how can we just sit back if this is an ongoing issue. And that's kind of where Elevation started. And I mean, when I first started it, it was more so like, before it became a 501c3, it was more so like just writing inspirational posts to people, just letting them know that like, mm. whatever you're going through, like you're strong, like you can do this, letting people know that, you know, like tough times don't last, last tough people do. Or letting just people, trying to write whatever I can, like spill my heart so that people who are listening can feel a little bit more uh, hopeful and that's how it all started and then it eventually formed into what it is today and I was realizing that for, for us it's like a lot of times especially in this generation <laughs> um, we're so obsessed with like a lot of perfection and a lot of superficial items mm -hmm. and for me it was important to show people that life is so much more than that you know for me it's like if you can show someone that their life has meaning, and usually that's done by, for from what I've noticed, it's done by like help having their like using their life for a purpose. So giving back, helping others. Like once you're able to go and volunteer and help other people, you can see that there's a reason that you're here. You can see that there's power in your life. You can use it. Um, you can see that there's purpose for your life. And I think that's more important. And because we're in a society right now that loves to like keep everything very shallow and superficial. It's kind of like I want to do the opposite because so many of us are striving for like the wrong things in life, you know, the money, the looks and all the, the items that money can buy that we kind of lose ourselves in the process. So it's like kind of trying to strip that away and be like, no, but this is really what life really is. 
Um, and that's kind of how it all started. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's, you know, it's, it's hard here, the questions, because, I mean, there is an almost an unending loop, right, that we find ourselves in, you know, when this event occurred, you then had to, you know, fight this battle. You focus it on something positive, which is really what I want to focus on, because how I found you was actually on Instagram, right? So we talk about the shallowness of society. And you talk about how you reverse kind of engineering that, which is exactly how I found you was on Instagram. And I was like, man, this woman is amazing. She's doing so many amazing things. She's using her time to touch people's lives. And, you know, I like what you say in your mission. You know, not only do you want to reduce suicide, but you want to reduce, I believe it was bullying and depression, right? So you talk about it being a preventable death. What is there a part of it that you, or is there a part of, I guess, the continuum that you think is most important to focus on as an organization or as an individual? Is it like the external effects or is it the internal effects of the person? Yeah, so I think um, for us, it's the internal. And I think for us as a nonprofit, we're focusing right now specifically on not letting people suffer in silence. So mm. a lot of the events that we've been doing most recently, are to build a community, to build a safe space for people so that we can have these real conversations so that we're not so focused on being perfect, but we can be ourselves. Because sometimes it's okay not to be okay. But a lot of times we're so, uh, we're so like prone to just keeping it all in and like, you know, still putting on a smile, but that's not always necessarily the healthiest thing to do. So like the event, the last event we did was a bonfire and just you know, having people come and be vulnerable and let go of things that, you know, have pulled them back, like let go of things that they keep going on in their head that's not healthy for them. But through it, we were able to build these really great bonds with people where they can be open and they can talk about what's going on in their life. And then they won't have to necessarily feel so alone because what happens is what we've noticed when people open up and when they're vulnerable and they're sharing what's happening and how they feel, other people open up too. And so then they can see that, like, hey, I'm, it's not just me. Like, I'm not alone. This person right next to me is going through something similar, or they have gone through it, and they can help me get through it. So just opening that conversation, I think, is so important. Um, and not letting people feel like they're alone and not letting people feel like they are hopeless. And sometimes when you are alone and you are alone with your thoughts, it's not necessarily the healthiest things that you keep going on in your head, you know? So kind of letting that take place is been really instrumental in our nonprofit. Now we have a kind of a good idea of the inspiration, right? The backstory, you know, what kind of what drives you, but now how does the Elevation Society works specifically? So we do events um, typically, so far we've done 22. It's all across the U.S. or is this just in? Yeah, it's been, we've done events in LA, New York, Miami, Dallas, um, Seattle, I think that's it. Um, obviously, we want to expand some more. <laughs> but yeah. as of right now, that's the, the five places we've done them. And then um, we've, we've, so we've done 22 events. And then we have, we have an online community as well. So through that, it's a lot of like, for those that aren't necessarily here, it's like called Healthy Mindset. So what we do is we offer like great content for people um you know everything that could possibly help people so whether it's inspiring quotes or whether it's an article about um 
just little th- practices you can do to help to stay like mentally healthy. Um, you kind of put that in there as well. But for our events, we do. It's kind of it's kind of grown drastically. So when I first started doing the events, I wanted to show people that they mattered, and so I wanted to like get them involved in the community. So the very first event we did was we went to Skid Row and we helped feed the homeless there, and mm-hmm. that was um, that was great because it was able to help people who um, need food and like who need love, and then it was also great because those who were volunteering got to see the power, you know, that they have. They got to see, like, something so simple can make a difference and, like, how you can use your life for greater good. And so that was great. And so we did a lot of events like that where we'd go to Miami and help feed the homeless. Um, and then we would do, like, different ones like go to elderly center. So it's, like, great, just genuinely good-hearted events. But over the years, we also kind of accustomed it. and We call it create events. So what we would do is we would take someone for instance, the last great event we did was with the lawyer. And I was like, okay, what can we do to give back in your eyes? And so for them, it's like they're a lawyer. They love kids. So we brought them into a community center um, in Miami. And we basically, like, he educated the kids about knowing your rights. But it was also super important because he was somebody that looked like these kids. It was like an inner city. He had mm-hmm. dreads. He looked just like the kids. And they're so used to seeing, like, role models that are, you know, athletes or rappers that they're not mm-hmm. that look like them in a different profession. And so it was really great to have him be able to go into the school and talk to kids and educate them. And they're like, oh my gosh, she's so cool. And, and he's the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> they were really yeah. amazed. But for him, it was like, he got to see how powerful his life is in action as well. You know, he got to see like his individual, like because of him, he helped so many different people. And we like to individualize the art of giving back is kind of what we call it. So we create events around people as well so that those who can use their passion, they can use their talents, and they can use all that and give back and help in their own way. And I think that's really important, too, when it comes to value, because it's an individual thing. You know, it's like you did this. Um, I think that's super important. But as as we've been going through the events, like the next event we have is on Monday and it's a, a roundtable talk and it's like getting people together to talk about how we can prevent suicide. So using everyone's experience, whether they have been suicidal themselves, whether they've lost people to suicides, whether they genuinely just want to help, just getting everyone together and starting that conversation and kind of building on our experiences, building on what we've learned, building on, you know, everyone has had a different experience, but building on top of that to kind of get together and figure out what we can do as a community, but also individually to help prevent suicides. And it's actually on World Suicide Prevention Day, which is perfect timing. So um, it's, it's kind of like a broad range of different events we do. We try to help different people. We try to help those who are right with, we try to help people right where they are and kind of meet them halfway, if that makes sense. So is it your goal to be in, in every major city or what's, what's the ultimate goal yeah. for? Yeah, so that's one of our goals is to be able to have events and have open up chapters um, mm, and have okay. City, so people can you know do events like That's for instance, awesome. it's right now they're going to do a yoga event on the Brooklyn Bridge on Saturday, September fifteenth, and it was like it's something that because yoga has a lot to do with like mental health and like clarity and just mindfulness in general. So you know, taking people that don't necessarily always do yoga and bringing them a new experience, um, but being able to have cool events like that all over the world. 
where we can also be able to create safe spaces and build communities where there's trust and where there's hope and where there's like communication um, is really important. So that that's one of our goals. We have a lot because <laughs> um, with those like chapters I'd call them, we want to have support groups for people. So like offer free things. And, and so we have a lot planned <laughs> because we're still yeah. kind of new. We have at Good Neighbor Rx, we have a lot of nonprofit partners and the communities that they serve. I mean, we're, you know, we have an array of issues that, that we're trying to address ourselves. So if if we have a partner who's interested, it doesn't have to be a partner, right? If any organization really is interested in getting involved, involved from the organizational side, whether it's support, um, materials, I don't know what it is, money, what, what, how can they get involved in what you're doing? They can either reach out via like our website, there's a few contact pages. So if people do want to donate, there is a, a donate uh, form. If they do want to get involved with like the create events or they do want to partner, um, there are a few different ways to contact us through the website. So we're always open to that. And then they can always email me directly as well. And we can you know, brainstorm ideas. If it is a company that maybe wants to collaborate on an event, we're always open to that. If they want to do sponsorships and they want to, because I think from a company's perspective, with our demographic, it's it's also a great opportunity for them as well. So if they want to do sponsorships or if they want to team up, they can always reach out on our website. What do you need most to make these goals happen? Like, like what what is... What keeps, uh, you know, Brittany up at night as far as, man, I really wish we had more of this or more of these in order to, to further our, our reach? For me, it's been a lot of learning as we go mm. along, <laughs> figuring out what events start to pull, what certain types of people, like, for instance, this roundtable talk we have, the attendance right now when it comes to signups have been significantly lower than previous events, mm. like for the bonfire or we did, like, this really great painting event. Um the attendance has been a lot lower. I think it's because it's also an issue that's really hard to talk about. And it's an issue that people aren't necessarily comfortable talking about because if they are in that state, they don't want people to know. And that's kind of what mm. we're trying to do. We're trying to like break that habit. So it's kind of counteracting it. But I can see why people are a little bit more reserved when it comes to signing up for something like this because it is, it's, it's going to be a deep event. It's not going to be something where we can kind of, like everyone's going to leave their change. And yeah. It's so it's interesting to kind of learn what's you know what attracts more different people like who who needs this and then what other needs there are that we're missing. So for like the first for specifically this year, it's been a lot of learning and building this foundation and kind of building it and learning what best works for the audience and what best works to help this audience or you know because there's different degrees. There's people that are clinically depressed and who have had suicidal thoughts frequently. And then there's those that not not necessarily be clinically depressed, but they are going through hard times and it might be a little bit more impulsive. So there's different ranges and it's a way to figure out how to help all of those. So then covered as an organization, um, I, I know what to, you know, tell our partners, um, hey, check them out. But now as what do they tell their community members? If, if there's somebody in the community who's struggling They'll tell them to go to where to register for an event or request an event or how does that work on like the individual end? How, how can I be involved, attend an event or suggest something? If you are an individual and you want to get involved in the event, you can, we, we have our events listed on our website of what's coming up. But if it's say it's not necessarily in your area, um, we can kind of create an event and collaborate on an event together. So if you want to bring it to your area, 
you, there's a, on the website, there's a create tab and you can kind of fill out the, it's basically filling out your information so how we can contact you. And then we'll get to you directly and figure out what we can do together. Or if you, if you, what we can do together if you want to create, but if you don't want to necessarily be on the front end of creating it, we can figure out how we can create an event around you and your community. I just really want to kind of pause here because this is really, really important. I mean, this is such a great opportunity for organizations and for people to to address a, a growing issue. Like we know this is a growing issue. This is affecting a lot of people. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking today of a very dear friend of mine who um, who went through something very similar when he was younger and he didn't tell me about it until, you know, much later in life. And yeah. it's just, it's scary, right? I mean, you know, it, thankfully, you know, he made different decisions, but I just know a lot of people just aren't that lucky. And like you said earlier, you know, the pain afterwards, it affects families, friends, other loved ones, right? So it runs deep, runs for a long time. So, you know, if there are other organizations out there, nonprofit, for-profit, or people who are, you know, who don't know how to broach the subject and are looking for a way, a medium to have this conversation or to start something, I mean, the Elevation Society is a great way to do that. And I, I want to give you an opportunity to, to let us know where we can follow you and and all of that. But before that, is there, you know, we kind of went through the beginning of the story, right? Like the climax and all that. Is is there anything that you want to leave us with regarding, you know, your journey in particular, whether it's personally or whether it's with or Elevation Society? What, what do you want to leave us with? I think Elevation Society would like to leave everyone with is for all the listeners, like to know that there's a reason why you were placed on this earth. Um, there's a reason why you are here. And even though sometimes we can't necessarily always see it, and even sometimes we get lost in life, just always remembering that you have purpose and always remembering that no matter what you're going through, it's just temporary and you'll be able to get through it and you'll be so much stronger and you'll be able to help so many people because you were able to go through it. So always just staying strong and keeping your head up. And I mean, yeah, I don't think we can follow up that any better. <laughs> Where can we go to follow, support, share? Where are those places? So for um, our website is theelevationsociety.org. And you can also see theelevationsociety.com. Um, both will bring you to the same website. And then for our social media pages, Facebook is facebook.com slash elevationsociety. And then our Instagram is elevationsociety. <laughs> our Twitter is... Um, at Elevate Society, so it's E-L-E-V, the number eight, and then Society. That's pretty much all of our, our social media handles. Yeah. I think eventually we'll start to, for instance, for this roundtable talk, we're going to create like a little video for those that want to join the conversation but don't necessarily have the means to get there. Um, mm -hmm. We'll be able to create content like that because it's going to be the beginning of a series. So um, people can also, we'll start to have probably a YouTube channel up soon. And we are so thankful for this conversation, for this time. Um, you know, we know suicide is, and not just suicide, like you say on the site, bullying and depression, right? All of those, these are things that are very real, that can come up at any time, right? Like you could be having 
living your best life, right? And then something can take a turn for the worse. So, I mean, all of us, it's something that we should all be cognizant about. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel blessed to have found you and your story. And I'm so excited that there are going to be so many other people that get to hear and draw inspiration kind of from what you've done because your journey that you went through is very, very real, very practical. And yeah, so thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you. This has been awesome. And you guys are amazing as well because everything that you're doing is, is so needed. So I've been honored to have this conversation as well. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Brittany.